Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And welcome everybody to part two of our moon special. Last week was the moon landings. This week, moon anomalies. 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 We all love an anomaly. Um, so, I guess we should start off with um, sort of the history of moon anomalies and, you know, because we discussed, obviously, Apollo 11 last week, the moon, the initial moon landing. Mm-hmm. There were some uh, anomalies on Apollo missions before that. Mm-hmm. There were on Apollo 10 uh, that just went to the moon to orbit the moon uh, as like a reconnaissance mission. Okay. Uh, just to observe, uh, the ast- three astronauts that were on that mission, when they were on the dark side of the moon or the, the far side of the moon, mm-hmm. uh, so they didn't have direct contact with Houston or NASA, um, they started hearing this weird sort of th- this strange sound that they described as space music. <laughs> okay, I know, space music sounds crazy, and there isn't really a proper explanation for it, but we do have a, a transcript of what the astronauts sort of said between them as they as they were orbiting the moon and heard this this music. Um, one astronaut, Eugene Cernan, uh, even speculated as to whether they should tell Houston what they heard, which they did, obviously, eventually. So uh, I'll just go through this transcript. Uh, Astronaut 1. That music even sounds out of spacey, doesn't it? You hear that? That whistling sound? Astronaut 2. Yes. Astronaut 1. Woo! Say your... Yeah, not allowed to say that word. Uh, Astronaut (laughs) (laughs) 2. Did you hear that whistling sound too? Astronaut 1. Yeah, sounds like, you know, out of spacey type music. Astronaut 2. I wonder what it is. Astronaut 1. Hey Tom, is your uh, is your insulation all burned off here, right in, on the front side of your window, right here? Astronaut three, yes. Uh, astronaut one, mine's all burned off. Isn't that weird? And it's eerie, isn't it, John? Uh, astronaut two, yeah, I got it too. Uh, and see who was outside. Now that's quite an uh, mm. interesting thing to say. Astronaut one, boy, that sure is weird music. Astronaut two. We're going to have to find out about that. No one will believe us. Astronaut 1. Yeah, it's like a, a whistling, you know, like an outer spacey type thing. And that is all that I've got written down for that. Now, um, NASA did put it down to uh, radio waves uh, messing with the magnetic field and all this sort of thing. Um, but... It's it, there's there isn't really a, a proper explanation. Now, um, sounds have been heard before in space uh, around Saturn that, that you can actually find videos on YouTube that have recordings of the, the music produced by Saturn's rings, and it really is an eerie mm. sound. The coolest of the planets. Though. Yeah, oh, it Saturn. is the coolest planet, definitely. Uh, but there's no no re- nothing to actually explain what they 
what they heard. And he said, did you see them outside? Yeah, I mean, that is a very strange thing to, to, to quote on him and, and see who was outside. Mm. I'm not sure what he meant there. But I do know that there are reports of some of these um, missions where they were on the dark side of the moon, looking at all the, the, the far side. And I keep calling it the dark side of the moon. Because of Pink far, Floyd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the far side of the moon, not necessarily the dark side of the moon. Um, and they were looking down, uh, like obviously taking photos and, and mapping, mm-hmm. mapping it for the first time ever. And uh, they reported seeing lights actually on the moon and possibly mm. structures. Lights, structures, music and visitors. All on the far side of the moon. <laughs> you think it's because we're talking about music and the moon. Your brain just goes dark side of the moon. Possibly, of, yeah, Pink Floyd. Unless it was Pink Floyd being Now played. I'm imagining a rainbow <laughs> going through a prism. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good anomaly if you saw that. It would. But then if we fast forward on to Apollo 11, mm-hmm. which is where we were last week... This is Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin. Neil Buzz Aldrin, Armstrong. yeah, and... And don't tell me, it is... Begins M. Yeah. Michael. Michael. And the last uh, name is the same like as a dictionary, ch- one of the dictionaries. Chictionary. No, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously he was the guy that was just in orbit. He was on the, 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 the command module. I can't believe I forgot him because he was quite essential to that mission. He was. He, yeah, he was like the like most important him, guy. Yeah, you're kind of letting down. Letting down we, we put him up on a pedestal yeah. last week <laughs> and, now, and now you've forgotten his name. I remember his first name. You did? Yeah, well done. <laughs> But while uh, Armstrong and Aldrin were on the moon, mm-hmm. allegedly, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of allegedly's in this episode, mm-hmm. um, Neil Armstrong went radio silent for two minutes. Yes. On the, uh, you know, the main channel that everybody could listen to and, and where he was broadcasting to Houston Mission Control. Mm-hmm. And he switched onto his medical channel and spoke to whoever it was that was on the other end of the, the channel on the medical thing. And they're back on Earth. They're, yeah, yeah, back yeah. on Earth, yeah, yeah. Because they landed on the front side of the moon in the Sea of Tranquility, I believe it was. Oh, I like that, Sea of Tranquility. Uh, it sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, and we have a transcription. I don't know how accurately it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But we do have a transcription for what was said while they were there. So, Armstrong, those are giant things. No, 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 this is not an optical illusion. No one's going to believe this. NASA, what, 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 what the hell is happening? What's wrong with you? Armstrong, they're here under the surface. NASA, what's there? Some kind of muffled noise, emission interrupted, interference control, calling Apollo 11. Armstrong, we saw some visitors. They were here for a while, observing the instruments. NASA, uh, repeat your last information. Armstrong, I said that there were other spaceships. They lined up on the other side of the crater. Uh, then it, it gets a bit broken up, um, and, uh, and then he comes back and says, My hands are shaking so badly, I can't do anything. Film it? God, if these damn cameras have picked up anything, what then? NASA, have you picked up anything? Armstrong, I didn't have any film at hand. 
I got three shots of the sources or whatever they were, but they were ruining the film. NASA, control, control here. Are you on your way? What's the uproar with the UFOs? Over? Armstrong, they've landed there. There they are, and they're watching us. NASA, the mirrors, the mirrors. Have, have you set them up yet? Armstrong, yes, they're in the right place, but whoever made those spaceships surely can come tomorrow and remove them. Over and out. Mm. Now, we, we don't know if that is a genuine transcription of what actually transpired on the medical channel. Yeah. One reason why people sort of claim that it's false is because uh, NASA referred to themselves as control. Control here. Ah, uh, normally Houston, isn't it, when it's the main... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They call themselves Houston rather than Mission Control or Control. Mm-hmm. But that's when it's on the main channel. Yeah. So because he was on his medical channel, maybe the guy on the other mm-hmm. side just decided to call himself Control that day, Mission Control, rather than Houston. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Neil Armstrong was allegedly mm-hmm. interviewed about this incident yeah. uh, by a, a professor who is unnamed uh, during a NASA symposium. And I have a, a transcription of that as well. So the professor, who whoever he was, asked Armstrong, so what really happened out there with Apollo 11? Armstrong, it was incredible. Of course, we had always known there was a possibility. Uh, the fact is, we were warned off. There was never any questions then of a space station or a moon city. Professor, how do you mean, warned off? Armstrong, I can't go into details except to say that their ships are far superior to ours, both in size and technology. Boy, were they big and menacing. There's no question of a space station now. The professor but NASA had other missions after Apollo 11. Armstrong, well, naturally, NASA was committed at that time but and couldn't risk a panic on the Earth, but it, it really was just a case of a quick scoop and go back again. Mm. And that was the end of the interview. How strange. Um, again, there's no, not actually any confirmation that that interview... That, I mean, I can only sort of really find that on the website that I just read yeah. it off. Um, you, you can deep dive on the web and it just seems to be like layers and layers of covering up. So, you know, whether it happened, if it did happen, NASA don't want you to know about it. I have heard that before. Um, it was similar words to what you said, but it actually used the word alien. Right. Something like that. Instead of like um, the sources... They yeah. actually, I, I've heard anyway back in the day with conspiracy theories and stuff, Neil Armstrong actually addressed and said, oh, there's aliens here. But then, like you say, who knows, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> who knows what happened. But, and uh, also I'd like to point out that that is a lesson in not taking your notes on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee yeah. the one time that I take my phone out and to read from it, I get blooming text messages. The first <laughs> one was actually well-timed, though. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got a transcript here, and then it came through. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. Um, um, wasn't it you that said about uh, the... Oh, was it the? Oh, I'm going to fumble it here. 
it was something to do with an, another message from Neil, was it Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin? Or am I making this up? I'm sure there was another message. Oh, that... uh, no, no, no. So Buzz Aldrin came forward and uh, did, he never openly admitted to seeing aliens or flying saucers on the moon. But he does admit to seeing an anomaly on the way to the moon. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, is this the one that you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what happened there was they were on their approach to the moon and one of them looked out the window. I don't know which one saw it first, but they saw just a, sort of a twinkling light mm-hmm. that seemed to be tracing them. It, it was tracking them, you know, oh, traveling yeah. the same sort of trajectory, but over in the distance. They did report it um, to Houston. Uh, they didn't necessarily... They, they, they called it, I guess, a UFO because it mm-hmm. was an unidentified flying object and it was tracking them through space. NASA thought it was part of the ship that they'd ejected 6,000 kilometres ago. Okay. And it was just drifting along. And so that is the explanation that Buzz always goes with mm. if, he's, if he's telling the story. Um, or, now, interestingly enough, Buzz is very defensive of like the whole uh, aliens on the moon sort of theory mm-hmm. because NASA in its archives have got obviously lots and lots of pictures taken by Apollo 10, 11, 12, 13, all the way up to 17. Yeah. And you, you can go online and you can view them. People do. And sometimes people find things in the photos that look like structures, geometric shapes, something mm-hmm. like it's been built there, you know, it's not a natural occurrence. Yeah, yeah. You try and put those photos in front of Boz Aldrin, he won't even look at them. Just refuses. Refuses. He said, no, that's nothing to do with me. Other people that got that. I'm an explorer. I'm, I'm the guy that goes up there. I'm not, a, not, not an analyst of photos, and, and he just will not comment on them. But that's crazy because if you are an explorer and you find a new species, you're not just going to turn around and ignore it. <laughs> just go, oh, no, call it what you like. I'm, I don't want anything to do with that. I'd be saying, no, I discovered that. Yeah. I'm an explorer. Name it after me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How bizarre. But that, that's, that's Buzz Aldrin's take on it. So know? is it just Buzz Aldrin that kind of doesn't acknowledge aliens and things? or he He's very outwardly spoken about being anti-sort of aliens in space and that sort of thing. There are other astronauts that are more open-minded. Okay. And his name escapes me at the moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Mitchell. Ah, oh, yes. I remember you saying about Mitchell. So he was Apollo 14, I think. Yeah, and he's very open about it, isn't he? Yeah, very, very open. Um, and he left NASA and actually like set up a sort of a, a search for extraterrestrial um, company of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he very openly talks about you know alien possibility of alien life, visitations, and all that sort of thing. He said that the trip into space gave him just a wider perspective on this sort of thing. Edgar Mitchell, that's his name. Hey. <laughs> um, well uh, remembered. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, he, so it's not just it's not all astronauts that are so closed minded about it. Um, it's just, I think, because Buzz is such a, a flagship 
sort of spokesman for NASA. Yeah, he's a pillar, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He was one of the first men on the moon. He Mm. basically, under NASA's thumb, isn't he? So he's going to say whatever they tell him to say. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) It makes you wonder if uh, people living on the space station have seen anything and they just don't report it, or if they do, or if they're told to keep quiet. They do. They do. I believe, and uh, obviously, like you can go onto YouTube online, and you can watch live footage mm-hmm. from the space station pretty much twenty four hours a day. But it is very much prone to what we call the blue screen of death, <laughs> right. which just comes up with a blue screen with NASA sign saying we apologise for any inconvenience, but we're having mm. technical difficulties right now, and quite often. That happens when you see something unusual That's sus, isn't it? on the camera that shouldn't be there. Mm. I mean, it's it's odd that they don't tell us these things, but they're quite happy to talk about. Was it cosmic rays you mentioned? Yeah, about yeah. The things that could potentially make you go blind and all yeah. this. So it's like, oh, here's some danger, and this stuff happens, and oh, space is hostile, and there's radiation. And it's like, oh, they're. No, there's no aliens. No, no aliens. <laughs> there's no, no extraterrestrials. Billions and billions of stars out mm. there with potentially even more hundreds of billions of planets. But no, life could only start here. Yeah. It's the more we go down to into the rabbit hole about this, the more my logic just goes out the window. Yeah. In fact, actually, no, I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to have to take a little bit back because Buzz Aldrin did actually say a similar thing to what I just said now when mm-hmm. he was interviewed about alien on TV yeah. about, about the, the possibility of alien life, he's, he turned and he said, well, I would have to ask Stephen Hawking or another big thinker like that. Cause that's a big question. Mm-hmm. You know, the Milky way is a massive galaxy, hundred thousand light years across with billions of stars. Who knows? Yeah. The chances of it happening are quite up there, you know, and that's, mm. but that is all that he ever said on it. He didn't speculate, you know, where they are or how many there are, or, and he certainly never admitted to actually seeing them. Yeah. I just still can't wrap my head around as well. I know this is supposed to be moon and all this, but uh, I can't wrap my head around when we were talking the other day at work about like when uh, a star explodes or something and it's 70 million Light years away. Oh, yeah, the time that it takes for you to actually see. It doesn't make sense. I know, yeah. So um, if two... I know, again, we're getting off topic a little bit here, (laughs) but um, one of the the closest stars to us that is likely to go supernova in the near Mm. future, when I say near future, it could be anything for the next few thousand years, is a star called Betelgeuse. (laughs) Yeah, great name. Yeah, good name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's in the constellation of Orion. Uh, it looks quite pink as you look at it now because it's supersized. It's blown. It's coming towards the end of its life and it's looking to go supernova. It might have gone supernova already. Mm-hmm. We're not going to know about it for another 580 years because that's how long it takes the light from that star to travel to your eye. That's not, it doesn't make sense. It I does make sense. I can't <laughs> around it. Because I think in, in your mind you just kind of look at a light and you blink and it's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just might... flick a light switch and it instantly fills yeah. the room. But light does have a finite speed and space is so big, it still takes light time to cross it. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, well, let's go back to the moon. It's the moon. <laughs> I'm just not going to wrap my head around it. So. Okay. So, 17 Apollo missions went mm-hmm. to the moon. Uh, all taking photos. As we told you before, there's photos about structures on the moon. Yeah, yeah. That you can go online and you can look for them and stuff. I mean, the, the, there are some really weird things oh, yeah. in those photos. There's stuff that looks like it's actually traveling across the moon, you know, making tracks in yeah. its wake. Uh, and we don't have an explanation for how that's happened unless it is a photograph of something that's being intelligently controlled. Yeah. There's also an area of the moon that looks like it's got some kind of uh, tower. Like, you know... Um, you know power plants when they have those big chimneys and, and yeah, yeah. it looks like one of those mm-hmm. and on the side of the crater there's this massive almost looks like a, a cannon sticking out of the side of the crater and this thing is a mile long yeah a mile long it's aimed up at 45 degrees pretty much at the earth you know mm-hmm. and just a few miles away from that there's something that actually looks like a giant satellite dish that's on its own supporting structure. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen those photos? Yes, and there's one, I don't know if it's the same photo or very similar, but there's like weird cigar-shaped things. Oh, the rectangular structure. Yeah, it almost yeah. looks like a military base inside a crater, doesn't That's it? the one that freaks me out the most. Yeah. Because you, you look at that and you go, that must have been built. There's no way erosion and natural gases and things have created that no there's no way it could because there is no erosion on the moon that's why the Mm. moon dust is so hazardous to us yeah yeah so yes it's weird but yeah there's no way that in nature you get perfectly rectangular what look like buildings Mm. lined up in a a, a pattern like that in an orderly structured pattern Mm -hmm. i mean that, that is absolutely crazy to think that these things are there uh the blue light do you remember i showed you that picture when they were actually on the surface of the moon i mentioned in last week's podcast you can't see any stars in the sky you can't see stars in the sky Mm -hmm. because they're not exposing enough for those stars to come through but what did come through in several photos was a massive blue light in the sky yeah it's quite large as well yeah Yeah. where the hell did that come from Mm. it looks a bit like an angel I think. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Well, because it, because it's kind of overexposed, I guess it's got like the, mm. ooh, uh, the glare coming from it. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. So that, that, it looks holy. Is probably the better way of saying. Okay, it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> That's what I think. Anyway. But I mean, yeah, that the the blue light is a famous anomaly from the the, the NASA photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some anomalies on Mars photos as well, but we're not going into that right now. But the Curiosity rover has picked up some questionable looking things as well Mm. um but back to the moon have you ever heard that allegedly the apollo mission didn't end at apollo 17 oh i haven't heard this you've not heard this no but i do like a good conspiracy allegedly there were three more missions apollo uh, 18 and 19, I don't really know anything about because these are super secret missions. Mm-hmm. Apollo 20 was allegedly an alliance between Russia and the US. Mm-hmm. There is film footage online from on board what looks like the lander module 
of Apollo 20 with this weird uh, flag that's got a mixture of um, the US flag and the Russian flag. It's kind of combined. Okay. And it says Apollo 20 on, and it's mounted. It's got a badge and it's mounted on, on the actual equipment of the, the lander. Okay. Now, on that mission, allegedly, they were actually looking for one of these structures that has been photographed from space. And allegedly, that was a downed UFO. Mm. On board, they found an alien woman. Alien woman? Yep. Okay. Dead alien woman. Right. How would they know it's a woman? Because she's naked. You, you can see it, on, honestly, on, on, on the, the videos on YouTube and that sort of thing. Naked, she got covered in wax, some strange kind of wax. And her eyes and nose and mouth were all, like, wired together with some weird kind of um, braces. Oh. Um, but then I think they took those off. They called her the Mona Lisa, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, you can look this up, Mona Lisa Apollo 20, and I'm sure you'll find pictures of her. Uh, I'll show you a picture after we finish this oh, podcast. Oh, damn straight you are. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and I'll find one for the video version, obviously. Um, uh, but, yeah, allegedly... And they brought her on board and brought her home to study her. That's asking for trouble. Well, it kind of is. There's <laughs> probably nothing that we haven't done before <laughs> if yeah, the aliens true. have crashed and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, that I mean, that, again, is another anomaly that's mm. less well-known because, obviously, officially, the Apollo program ended at 17. Yeah, because I've not heard of that one. No? The, uh, the I, only I've been one... hearing about it for quite a few years now. I, I used to follow a, a channel on YouTube called Secure Team 10 uh, with a guy, Tyler, Tyler something, um, and he covered all these sort of things, moon anomalies and UFOs mm. and, and, and all that sort of thing. And then suddenly one day his channel just shut down and he went missing completely. I believe he's all right. I think I've read on the internet these days that he's trying to start something back up again, but he's, but his actual, his main channel that he made a name for himself just, just ended. But mm. towards the end, he did seem to have like government officials following him around and he was quite scared. So yeah. may, maybe he just closed it down to try and sort of save his own life really, because he was reporting mm. about other you know, paranormal reporters and stuff, and ufologists and stuff that were actually getting in trouble and winding up dead under suspicious circumstances. Yeah. So I think he he probably closed his channel to try and save his own skin. That's wise. But he he used to cover all these things, you know, quite well. He was he was he was quite a good uh, presenter of these things, and I think that was where I first uh, heard about this Mona Lisa alien on Apollo twenty. Because I always mm. thought Apollo seventeen was the end of it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So obviously, all of that is just allegedly there were three extra missions, but no one knows because if it happened, it was super secret. Yeah, uh, the only thing that makes me question it in a way is like if we had an f-15 go down and mm -hmm. crash we would still go recover the bodies and the wreckage so if something yeah. crashed on the moon why would the aliens why would the aliens just leave it leave there? it for us to well maybe they wanted us to find it uh, maybe maybe uh the thing is like here's an argument that people make that there can't be aliens out there uh, it would take 
so, you know, even with an advanced technology, mm. you're still talking about it, it taking time to travel between stars, you know. Between us and our nearest star, Proxima Centauri, the fastest estimate that we got that we could actually travel there is still in the thousands of years, which is why people say that even with advanced technology, because you, you can't travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah. And even if you could, light takes 100,000 years to get from one side of the galaxy to the other. So you'd have to be going many, many, many times the speed of light to actually interstellar mm. travel between stars, which is why people argue that there's no aliens out there. Now, a type 1 civilization or below, I would agree with, but... There is a scale on how civilizations go. A type 1 civilization has complete control of the energy, the total amount of energy that its planet produces. A type 2 civilization has complete control over its star's energy. So our if we manage to get to the point where we could extract energy straight from the sun and utilize it, all of it, we would possibly be a type 2 civilization. Type 3 can literally take the energy from the whole galaxy and put that to use. Then a type four is multiple galaxies. So when you start going up this civilization scale, it starts, you start thinking about yeah. it. Well, hang on. If, if a civilization has got the technology and the, the ability to take control of multiple galaxies, yeah, maybe they can cross, <laughs> but yeah. maybe it still takes them a little time. So by the time Mona Lisa's gone down and she's and the report has reached them, it might take them a lot longer to get here to retrieve her than what it took us to find her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do get what you mean. That does make sense. It's 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 teetering on fiction, but you know, I mean, yeah, because when you <laughs> said about you need something that travels faster than the speed of light and stuff, I'm obviously thinking you, you can't know, hyperspace. Star Wars, you know, and they yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's got to be the only thing that our brains could probably think of. Do you know? What I mean? Like, because all of this stuff is, it's out there. It our, our logic, like I said earlier, our logic just goes out the window. But stuff could be happening that we don't even know about. That we can't even think about. Well, exactly. I mean, the thing is, we we can only go with the physics that we've we know about it at the yeah. moment. You know, Einstein's theory of relativity and stuff. When you, in the case of black holes, that physics all breaks down when you actually enter a black hole. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for what it actually is at the center of a black hole. Einstein couldn't figure it out. He couldn't. Yeah, literally mathematically do it. So I believe that our our laws of physics are not all that there is. Yeah, there's got to be more to it. You know, mm-hmm. I like the like the theories of like different dimensions and stuff. As yeah, well. <laughs> even like, I mean that's that that's one way that it could happen is dimensional travel rather than traveling distance. You travel through dimensions, mm. and then yeah, you could you could theoretically cover vast distances by covering no space at all yeah oh, it's nuts to think about isn't it yeah so the moon um <laughs> <laughs> did you know pirate the, the moon has over nine thousand one hundred craters <laughs> uh I, I didn't know the exact figure i know it's a lot i've seen them i looked at the the moon a lot that's um, the only moon researcher I could find. <laughs> okay. That's not really anomalous. <laughs> no, though, it's not. It? It's just uh, a lot of uh, the moon anomalies you've either covered or you've 
not, you're going to mention. And not I'm, quite. <laughs> um, we are nearly at the end of the podcast anyway. We've been going like half an hour now. Um, but some of the footage that you can actually see from here on Earth when people point their telescopes at the moon with a camera attached to it, mm-hmm. some of that can be also quite anomalous. There is a okay. very famous clip that was released just a couple of three years, I can't remember exactly how many years, maybe three, four years ago, of literally, it's just got like one side of the moon, so you can see the, the curvature of the the, the, the the moon itself, and from out in space drifts on this little, well, it, all, all it is is just like a, a, a speck of light mm-hmm. that is an aerial object like a ufo traveling over the surface around the moon but you can see its shadow on the surface of the moon as it's traveling across the moon you can see that shadow dipping into the craters and coming over the mountains and stuff. so it's obviously a very close object to the moon but it's yeah. you know tra- you know it's flying over it I think there was actually several objects in that same shot. These objects must have been miles across. Oh yeah, to, to be able to see them at that, uh, from that distance yeah. and to create a shadow like that. I mean, this is technology that we just don't have. Mm. I mean, whether you want to go with the theory that the UFOs are aliens, you know, extraterrestrials, or whether you want to go with the theory that it's human time travelers that have come back from you know, centuries, thousands of years in the future to monitor a more simplistic mankind. It doesn't matter. That technology that has been observed flying across mm. the moon has to be so much more advanced than we've got at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and there's video evidence of it. Yeah, I mean, some people would argue and go, oh, it's a hoax and stuff, but... How can it be? I don't know. Yeah. I mean... It would be a very, very clever hoax mm. to accurately map that shadow going yeah. in and out of craters over mountain ranges on the moon. Yeah, because aren't some of the craters like miles long yeah. and wide and stuff? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, it's nuts. Well, I think I read one of the biggest craters on the moon. Was it like 160 miles or something ridiculous? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be a lot more effort to hoax it than it would just to record it or see it. Well, that's yeah. it, yeah. I, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen anything while I've been looking at the moon through my telescope. Mm. I did once see something weird when I was just looking at, at um, stars. It just, uh, uh, I think I was looking at an open cluster mm-hmm. of, of stars. And something came across my field of view, which I just thought was a satellite at the time because it just looked like a bright star. Yeah, yeah. And it got halfway across the field of view and it changed direction. And I was like, satellites don't do that. No, no. no. That's very bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the only time I've ever seen anything weird through my telescope. But obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah, there are plenty of people out there that, that do and have. Um, even the Russians and some of their missions, they uh, took photos of the moon. There's one very famous photo of this massive spike coming out of the side of the moon that must be like 20 miles high. Oh, so like a, almost like a mountain kind of size. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. But it's really thin. 
Um, and it almost looks like an ice cream cone. <laughs> but, you know, it's 20 miles, sticking up off the surface of the moon by 20 miles. And I think they called yeah. it the Tower of Babel or something like that. Yeah. The Russians took that photo. We got no explanation for how it's, it can't be a natural phenomenon. It's got to be... Mm. It's got to be artificially made. Well, not man-made, but yeah, it could be made by anyone. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's not just NASA that are getting these photos. Mm. The Russians are too. Possibly China, that we already discussed that they've been yeah. to the moon as well. And um, it's interesting that they teamed up as well, which kind of shows that there must be some sort of... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, Apollo 20, they teamed up, which would show to me, if it did happen, allegedly, that... <laughs> It must be some truth and some kind of serious situation there for the two countries to team up like that and go for a secret mission. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I'll, I need to look at these photos of the Mona Lisa. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find them for you. I'll find the video footage for you and I'll show you after that. Is it going to give me nightmares? <laughs> no, it won't give you nightmares. You'll probably, you'll probably think it's weird, but... Mm. I mean, she, she doesn't look quite human. Like the eyes are a little bit wrong, and I think her eyebrows are like halfway up a forehead. Oh, it's definitely going to give me nightmares. Hundred percent. I know you're not inside my head. I know how it works. I had a night terror again the other day from looking at some picture. I can't even think what it was. It was something that wasn't even scary, and I had a nightmare. So maybe I shouldn't look at it. Oh, great. Okay, so I'll show you a picture of the Moomins afterwards. So oh, you... yes. <laughs> so you're fine with it. But anyway. Um, Paranormality rating. Yes. We've got to address that. We always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, it was how believable it is that we went to the moon. This week, it's how believable is it that there are structures and oddities and anomalies that apparently aren't there, but we can see that they are. Yeah. And we also tuned into the moon live, didn't we, at work? And you could see some weird things yeah. on the surface. So, I mean... And there's, yeah, because there's Google Moon that you can go and you yeah. can zoom in on it. And I've seen um, craters where there's that sort of uh, right-angle-shaped triangle of lights inside mm-hmm. a crater. Seven lights, three on each side, one at the point. Yeah. And I showed you that photo. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. You, you, can't. you can't. No one can. And I, also, I should just mention, when you were showing me pictures and I was finding pictures myself, I thought all the pictures were old and in black and grey, but it's because I forgot the moon was dark and grey. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, there's not a lot of colour on the moon, to be fair. <laughs> uh, you can get colour pictures. They're, 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 uh, some, of, some of the astrophotographers that take um, really good pictures of mm. the moon will pick out some of the browns and blue hues that, that, that are there. Mm. But most, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of colour on the moon. Because you think colour is produced by light being absorbed on some spectrums by an object and reflected on other spectrums, which is why we yeah. have green plants and whatnot. Obviously, there's nothing, none of that on the moon. All it is is just plain grey rock. Yeah. And it's quite dark rock as well. The pictures don't really make it look like what it is. It's almost as black as charcoal, you know. It's, it's, mm. it's a very yeah. strange place. Well, I'm going to have to give it, it's got to be more than an eight. Because More I, than an eight? Yeah, yeah got to be, because I've seen pictures and things. And I, I was hovering around nine. I don't want to go too high, like yeah. massively above nine, but I was thinking around about nine. 
See, my brain went 8.8. 8.8? Yeah. Well, if you went 8.8 and I went 9 flat, that would give us an average of 8.9. There you go. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got to check out some some pictures of the Mona Lisa. Oh, I want to see them. I'll show you, I'll show you. I mean, we, we, we're now at, yeah, we we're at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's do it. So, yeah, let's do it. Uh, thank you for uh, showing up, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, always, as always, send us uh, an email on paranormality.uk at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the episode, if you've got your own uh, moon anomalies that you've seen or uh, we haven't covered today, we could probably visit this several times for several episodes. Yeah, we've got a universe. so much of it. We've got a universe episode to come out. And... Yeah, yeah, other planets and that yeah. sort of thing we could we could discuss anomalies and that i haven't even gone into titan um <laughs> that's a very strange one um hello um but yeah uh, yeah check us back next week and always like subscribe leave us a comment give us a rating yeah if you're an audio member big up the audio audio's going love we love we love the audio crew yeah uh, we love the YouTube crew as well, obviously. Um, and until next week, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.